rest of us here at the Amanda Seals Show. Hope you had a great weekend. Um, you know, I turned around this weekend and realized at the grocery store that it's time. Time. It's candy for... corn time. Oh. Candy corn time. <laughs> you like the uh, Mariah Carey of candy corn. Mariah Carey, got, Mariah Carey got Christmas. You got candy corn. Yes, it is time. Uh, me and Michelle Williams, it is time. And I am so happy to report to you all that uh, I did make my first candy corn purchase of the year. You know that it's candy corn season when pomegranates come out. That's how you know. Because really? when the pomegranate, yeah, because it's like fall and autumn. So it's like once you start seeing a high boot and pomegranates, it's time for candy corn. Yeah, when the girls are out here in high boots and start talking about autumn, <laughs> and also pumpkin spice is another indicator that yes. we've, we've entered the season. We've That's entered the very season. True. And I am somebody who is a strong believer in the pumpkin spice. <laughs> I really? know that it's not cool. Yeah, I know it's like not cool to like like pumpkin spice anymore, but your girl's all about a pumpkin spice. You know why, Jeremiah? No, why? Because I was there. I okay. was there when pumpkin spice became a spice. Okay. The, re- the same way that I tell y'all, I still eat apple Jolly Ranchers to this day because I was there. <laughs> they wasn't, it wasn't always it. pumpkin spice. See, that's the thing. Earlier before we got on, Jeremiah was saying that he didn't know the phrase um, close but no cigar. And then we all realized that we, we say it, but we don't know like where it comes from. I know where the pumpkin spice comes from. <laughs> I was there. I remember the year when when Dunkin' Donuts was like, try this. And Starbucks was like, try this. And I would get a Dunkin' Donuts pumpkin spice donut hole to go with my pumpkin spice latte from the Starbucks across the street. It's it's just, you know, so it's different when you're an originator. And now you can get a pumpkin <laughs> spice ice spice. Yeah. So, you know, when you're an originator, it's, it hits different. It hits different. Right. This is National Daughters Day. Uh, you know what? Shout out to all the daughters. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to all the daughters out there, especially the daughters whose mothers be really trying to make you feel like you're not a good daughter. And you got to be like, ma'am, cut it out. Cut it out. My mother definitely in her like tantrums be trying to act like I'm not the greatest daughter <laughs> alive. I'm like, <laughs> you hit the jackpot, sis. You hit the jackpot. It's also um, World Dream Day. Uh, okay. Do you have a dream? Um, I have a dream that one day our children can stand hand in hand in front of Stone Mountain or whatever Dr. King said. Y'all know it. Y'all know it. That's my dream. <laughs> Got it. That's his dream. But you know, you can share. We share it. it. Share it's a collective dream. <laughs> what is your dream? Do you have a dream for National Dream Day? Yes, my dream is that one day our sisters will stop doing that thing where they brush their baby hairs down like a like a mini bang on the side of their temples. Um, oh, that ain't gonna happen, but you know. No, listen, <laughs> because again, we were there. We saw the beginning, so it can end. But that thing, it's not about the brushing the baby hairs into like, you know, swiping them up. It's that, mm-hmm. that bang thing that they be doing at the front. I can't, I can't get I with that, big. y'all. I think it's for the lace like, fronts, right? Yeah. It's like a kind of mm-hmm. like a masking, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a dream that that's going to go <laughs> to the wayside. So there's that. All right. Tell us what we got coming up today. 
Well, later today, Quavo speaks to Congress to advocate for gun reform. Um, also, what company will start accepting food stamps next year? We'll tell you. And with a big up letdown, big up to America's favorite white girl, Taylor Swift. Find out why. <laughs> but this hour, we got some 60 second headlines. Also, the Senate majority leaders are easing the dress code in Congress. We're going to talk about it. Or in the Senate. And lastly, Amanda, Natasha Scott got a new Christmas album, and the folks <laughs> on Black Twitter had a lot to say. So we'll get into that also this hour. We're going to get into it on the first day of Christmas. My husband lied to me. <laughs> hey, you know, it's going to be a time. It's going to be a time. Um, we'll get into that. Stay connected with us 24 7 right here on the Amanda Seal Show. You know what to do. Make sure you check out our podcast wherever you get your podcast. The show is turning into mm-hmm. a podcast every day. Make sure you give us a call, 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 We'll be right back. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn at the Amanda Seal Show. Kelsey Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it is time for some Black Herod news. Now, I just came back from the district from DC, so you know, I'm feeling really political. Political. <laughs> By the way, I follow this uh, page on Instagram called Washingtonian Problems, and it's kind of uh-huh. like a you know, it's kind of like a community, like, oh, you know, if you live in DC, like it's like they'll 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 post like like crime and stuff like that, but they'll also post like people being like, don't go to these clubs, you know, or like this is what, like these lounges are the worst. Or if you want right, if you right. want to, if there's somebody you really don't like, this is where you take them when you, when they come to DC Ooh. to visit. So I get a lot of insight from there, but what they talk about often is how deplorable dating is in DC. Mm. And if y'all follow me on Instagram, you saw my video about me being out in the streets and I was like, Ooh, I'm not made for the streets. And I scurried my ass back in the house um i was in dc yeah i was in dc so speaking of dc senate majority leader chuck schumer the democrat from new york is now allowing legislators to come as they please Mm -hmm. to the senate chambers with a relaxed dress code come as you are as you are Little Kurt Cobain for you. Rest in peace. So notice what notices went out to the Senate sergeant at arms and staff members and the change went into effect last week, Monday. This is related to Pennsylvania um, Senator John Fetterman, who prefers to wear mm-hmm. hoodies and baseball shorts on the Senate floor. And this is also related to the fact that he is a stroke survivor and he just feels more comfortable and neurologically sound in this type of in this type of um garb. Remember back in February, State Representative Justin Pearson in Tennessee was criticized for wearing a dashiki. On right. his first day on the Tennessee House floor. So your man be wearing a dashiki with a tie, with a blazer, <laughs> which I know he's hot, but he is Very. here for the movement. And, and an afro. The people. And afro. Yeah. As somebody who's been wearing an afro a lot, I can tell you it's, <laughs> it, it does, the scalp is definitely moist. But, you know, people like Robert, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is an actual terrible person. People like right. uh, Matt, Representative Matt Getz, who is another actual terrible person. They're like, this is lowering the bar. You know, you had DeSantis <laughs> over there in Florida, the worst person talking about, you know, this really just means that we don't hold our, our government into a high standard. OK, so I just want to point out, though, that like all of y'all people are literally trash, like actual bottom of the barrel sewage. Mm-hmm trash (laughs) so like you have to dress up because if not then 
you will just be an actual trash can on the floor <laughs> talking like Oscar the Grouch. Like, <laughs> so like, I get it. I get why y'all got to dress like this, but like Fetterman is not. And mm-hmm. I think he's, he's actually shown to be a pretty um, solid dude. And he, he did a really dope uh, addressing of this while he was in the chamber the other day and said, you know, this was actually really hurt. Essentially it hurt his feelings. He was actually brought to tears really, just on how, well, just on how cold people were about this because it was specifically really related to him. Right. right? right. And he was speaking about just like how with disabilities, we all can be more mindful and aware of the different ways that people are having to exist and just like Mm -hmm. some, you know, making concessions and making space for that. So there's that. Especially if it isn't affecting the the actual work being done. Listen, y'all are out here not passing laws. Mm -hmm. Y'all are out here not putting bills to work. Y'all are here about to shut down the government. But you have the nerve to talk about (laughs) outfits. Cut it out. (laughs) Cut it out. Like, instead of talking about the dress code, why don't you just get on code? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, we've we've really put you in office to do things. And these people are operating like a high school newspaper that (laughs) is trying to revolt because the administration won't let them do a story about a kegger. I mean, you wore some pretty interesting looks in your special, Amanda. Like going to Washington, you didn't stick to the traditional gray navy. Sometimes khaki. I did not. Attire. I did not. I did not. You know, I wore my pink suit. But in that special, in Amanda We Trust, like we actually talk about the fact that like optics and how you mm-hmm. look can actually affect how people vote. And I think that's something that we actually do need to get away from. Right. Like that mm-hmm. doesn't in any way actually represent like how people are showing up in their legislation. Right. Um, that's how they pull one over on you. Exactly. They're like, look how sharp my suit is. And then I jerk you in the back. It's it's terrible. Uh, But not as terrible as this idea that Latasha Scott had to drop an upcoming Christmas album. We'll be right back to talk about it. We're here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it's time for some more Black Hero News. Uh, Okay, guys. (laughs) Latasha Scott. I don't know her and I guess her team. They thought it would be a great idea for her to put out a Christmas album because I guess her gospel (laughs) album did so well that she was like, the people Mm -hmm. want more. Mm -hmm. And I'm not (laughs) one for I'm not one for like, you know, pop culture shade or whatever. But I I actually watched that uh, the SWV escape show and it was just deplorable how she behaved. (laughs) And so what? I'll tell you, we just did an episode with Bambi on Love and Hip Hop. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we had her on Small Doses podcast. And in this moment, I'm realizing like the, people be so vested, like they're in the comments, like she's lying. Let me tell you, I know what she's really, really about. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, <laughs> how y'all so vested in this as I'm over here? Like, I saw the show. Oh, I know what okay. it is. <laughs> right. The show, because them shows, they be acting on them shows now. Well, in this case, these are not reality stars. So I think there is a different level of like reality to the situation. It felt more like a docuseries that was just like carried out like a reality show. Latasha Mm -hmm. Scott, uh, formerly of Xscape. Is it fair to say that? I mean, she, she don't, I think she's still in a group on paper, but you know, she fooled with him and she want to fool with him. (laughs) 
Well, she announced her upcoming Christmas album and the Twitter folks, because I will never call it X, are just, <laughs> when I tell you they are kick, 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 cutting up in her comments. I know she's over there like, who can I run to <laughs> to promote this album? So people decided to give her some help with some songs uh, on the album. And so we're, we're, we're going to share with you some of the ones that, that stood out for us. Uh, here we go. We got Do You Steal What I Steal? <laughs> and the remix is featuring her husband, Rocky. Nice. Um, <laughs> a check, a check, <laughs> a fraudulent check. Next record, Debt the Halls with Bells of Phony. Fa la 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 la. That's a hit. That got, got a little bounce to it. That's a hit. Away in a bank account. <laughs> it no is that money's away. No signature was read. So, of course, here at the Amanda Seal Show, we was like, mm-hmm. "Well, we got y'all got it started, but we we feel like we can add to this." Uh, so we got another one. Oh, come all ye scammers! <laughs> I think that one's gonna go straight to the top. Platinum. Uh, Scammer baby (laughs) There are no presents Under the tree Because Mm -mm. I took your money That's why Um, Um, mm -mm. And then the last one (laughs) Give to me This doesn't even like fit in the song Um, give you sister money on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. Don't tell your mama she's not mm-hmm. gonna hear, she's gonna really mm-hmm. make it disappear. Mm-hmm. Give to Nikki your money on Christmas Day, Christmas on day. Christmas Day. Dun, no dun. greater day mm-hmm. to pay her back. I'm here for it. I think this is really. Yeah. Maybe she got to sell the albums to pay Tamika back. Maybe that's what it's, it's all a ploy, like to raise the money, to get the money back to her sister. That sounds that <laughs> sounds like not the truth, but that <laughs> would be great if that were the case. That would be great if that were the case. What are your thoughts on Latasha Scott's Christmas album? Y'all call us up 1855 8 That's 1855-262-6328. You can also call us and get in on our group chat of the week. <laughs> Our group chat topic of the week is what are some back in the streets experiences that you were not expecting? I I told y'all I, I was out in the world the other day for the first time as a single woman and there's just been things happening <laughs> and interactions that I just was not ready for. Uh, and I'm curious to relate to y'all if you have had any of these uh, types of like being out in the world again and you're like, ah, what's this? So call me up. one 855 to eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Six second headlines is up when we get back. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's your girl Amanda Seals, and it is time for sixty second headlines with Jeremiah, like the Bible. <laughs> All right. First up, the Biden administration has announced that it is providing $600 million in funding to produce new at-home COVID-19 tests and will be restarting a website allowing Americans again to order up to four tests per household. Something keeps holding me back, me back, me back. They really, they tried. They tried to tell COVID, okay, we good, we good. And COVID said, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Who's not good? Tory Lanez. He's been transferred to a state prison, Amanda, and post for a new mugshot. And baby, 
I did. And it looked rough. He ain't, he ain't got locked in yet, so he hasn't figured out how to manage his hair, Mm-mm. you know, his diet. It does look like he's eating well. He's definitely not on a hunger strike against Rock Nation. All right, next up. Just in time for National Band Book Month in October, over 175 actors, activists, musicians, and authors are joining LeVar Burton in a fight against banned books. Oh my gosh, I need to text him. I want to be down. Um, They're going to be distributing free books with the banned bookmobile throughout the month of October in states like Georgia, Virginia, and South Carolina. He's also partnered with public advocacy organization Move On Political Action for a campaign warning of the dangers of censorship. I need to get him back on... Small doses to talk about this. That's what I, I need love to do. Because Kunta is in my phone, and I find that Ooh. I'll never. I'll for the for the record though, I will never recover from the fact that I can text Lavar Burton ever. We love it. Come on, Lavar Burton. Also, Usher will be the 2024 halftime performer at the Super Bowl. We love that. We're not ready for this. No, because I think people forget that Usher can dance. And when yeah. I said I was going to his show. At Vegas, like people were mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like it's a show. Like it really is yes. a show. So if he's already doing that now with a Super Bowl budget, honey, also, I need to see of a the show. Dances. Beyonce show in Houston um, had a big surprise because Destiny Child fans got to see all four members of the group Kelly, Michelle, Latoya, and Latavia were all in attendance. So fingers crossed for a reunion, y'all. Fingers crossed. All right, there you have it. So that's our 60 second headlines. How did the mute challenge go? Did they successfully do it? It was a viral video of this one girl in Houston that people are looking for. I'm just say that. <laughs> There's always I gotta, one. I got to send it to you when I find it. There's always one. We got more when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. Give us a call 1 855 Amanda 8. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. I'm Amanda Seals. Thanks for listening. If you missed anything, you can always check out our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. We're always taking your calls, so let's check on the phone lines. What's up? Hey, Amanda. Hey, Jeremiah. I like the Bible. Um, love you guys. Love the show. I'm actually calling in reference to the People versus and Jeremiah segment about um, the People versus T.S. Medicine. I don't agree. I don't think that kids are off limits. I think that when you're arguing with someone, if y'all are, for all intents and purposes, having a street fight, nothing is off limits. And Tasha K didn't just misgender Madison and she didn't just dead name her. She also talked about her mother and a plethora of other things. She was saying that she had HIV and all of this other stuff. So I don't think that it's so outlandish for her to be going after everything that Tasha K holds dear. I think that's very fair and I don't see the problem. I think it's crazy how there's such an outrage about Madison going after Tasha K's kids, but nobody is saying anything about Tasha K talking about Madison's mother, spreading false information about her health. Like, I, I just think that's crazy. So, yeah, that's just my two cents on the situation. And obviously, I love Madison and Tasha K. <laughs> Baby, that wasn't two cents. That was a whole dollar. <laughs> okay. That was a that was a dollar dollar bill. So I didn't know that T- Tasha was talking about her mama and all that. Okay, but I will say this okay. too. Okay. When it comes to also like Tasha K, I feel like there's someone certain people don't have any ethics for themselves. That makes sense. So I can I can pull out the the sewer on you. You don't care because you don't have any. You're able to spew that kind Donald of stuff to other people because you don't regard yourself in that way. So it's kind of like getting into a fight with somebody who don't care about getting hurt. If if that if that makes sense. 
So we're yes. just like, they might got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. And you know, like they just want to get a get a rise out of you. You got to like Cardi B, take them to the court. That's get it. Get them when they hurt. One thing about Cardi B, she's going to use the system on you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cardi B's like, you know what? Now that I got money, I'm going to use this system. That's what I'm going to do. Well, there you have it. I, I got to tell you, I agree too. Like if you're going to pull out all the stops mm-hmm. in how, if you're, if you're going to like, not even just go low blows, but you're trying to like chop off like me yeah. at the knees. He's mm-hmm. made one particular point where he said, if you're going to go for everything that I hold dear, well, baby, you opening the door for me, then we not off limits. Now that I will fair. say this again, though, you don't want nobody to take you out of your decency. Mm-hmm. So you got, you got to have your own standards for you. So right. what I, so it's like, even though I'm not judging TS in this space, in this space, it's still like, for me, I wouldn't go with nobody kids just because I don't feel like the kids should have to take the L for their whack parent. Right. If I'm I was to be attacked. <laughs> and that's how I feel about that. Uh, well, thank you for calling and, and sharing all that with us. When we get back, we got the big up let down. I'll tell you, Taylor Swift made it to the big up. Yeah. Okay, wait, girl. We'll be right here on the Amanda Seal Show to tell you how when we get back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Come on. We speak the world all this time. We shine. Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Happy birthday if you're celebrating your birthday today. It is an interesting gathering of individuals who are celebrating birthdays today. I'll run them down. Uh, okay. Tip T.I. Harris is celebrating a birthday mm-hmm. today. Uh, okay. Donald Glover is celebrating a birthday today. Scotty Atlanta. Pippen is celebrating a birthday today. And mm-hmm. Will Smith is celebrating okay. a birthday today. So interesting. St- strong personalities born it's Libra season. Yep, September 25th. Not a big fan of the Libras. Really? Not a big fan. I, like I mean, the I'm Libras. not to say it's not to say, not to say <laughs> that I don't know Libras, but like I feel like a lot of the Libras I know do this thing where they can they're just people pleasers like to a point of like what do you stand on? Was that the Libra thing? Like, you know, being balanced, being the the middle person? Yeah, but the ba- <laughs> like I thought the whole. balance was... Uh, originally, I thought the balance was about, like, you know, I'm objective. But I feel like uh. the balance be like, I don't go too far to the left or right because I want to play the center because I want everybody mm-hmm. to like me. And, baby, yeah. you got to go to one side or the other. You got to pick All a right. side. Well, we're going to be picking sides in Black Heart News. What do we got going on? Well, this hour in Black Red News, we're going to talk about Quavo of the Migos. He's advocating for gun reform. Plus, Big Up Let Down, Kenneth Petty, Nicki Minaj's husband. It's getting let down, y'all. Also, you got to tell us about your weekend in D.C., Amanda. You was with all of the, the political black folks up there on the hill. You got to tell us about it, how it went. I was with the Fancy Blacks at the Congressional Black Caucus. That word caucus is always funny for me. I also learned the word quorum. You know what I got to use this week, uh, this weekend at the at the Congressional Black Caucus? What? One of our words from last week's word of the day, injunction. It mm. was said during a panel that I was moderating, and I was like, ooh, I don't know what that means. 
<laughs> no, with like that injunction. Means. Where are the day? Yeah. So I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of us. Proud of us here at the Amanda Seal Show. See, that's why we use these. That's why we do this word of the day thing, because you never know when it's going to come up. All right. But uh, what you also need to know is that we got things I learned this week coming up every Friday. So that was something mm-hmm. that we learned last week. Uh, but you can hit me up and tell me what you learned this week. It's one of my favorite things hearing from you guys something that you've come across this week that was an aha moment that you did not know. So one eight five five Amanda 8 That's one 262 let me also add that the thing that you learned this week doesn't necessarily have to be like a fact. You know, it doesn't necessarily right. have to be like history. You could have learned this week that like, oh, I learned this week that, you know, my let me be positive. I learned this week that <laughs> my man is a great cook and he made this Chianti steak meal and da 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 da. So like, like that I'm can pregnant. be the kind of thing. I'm having a baby. Yeah, it can be things like that. Because remember, it's Black Joy Friday anyway. So we love a good we yeah. love a good story. But it doesn't have to be good, right? Side <laughs> note, my ex had learned how to make a Chianti steak, and then that was the only meal he made. He made like he made the same meal like five times. And I was like, we get it. <laughs> we get what it. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like spread it out. Spread it out. You know what I'm saying? Like spread it out. This is also like not good for my arteries. Uh yeah. call me up one eight five five me and eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. If you miss any other show, you can listen to us wherever you get your daily podcasts. Also, remember you can check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses. This week we got Bambi from Love and Hip Hop talking about side effects of divorce. Yes. Your girl said, I want to tell my story in a sophisticated space. Can I come to small doses? And I welcomed her with open arms. And I'm really happy to see how many people said that they were not going to listen because they were like, oh, I don't care about reality stars or, you know, that they just weren't curious, but that they listened Mm -hmm. anyway because they trust my judgment. And they really ended up enjoying the episode and got a lot out of it because she was very insightful and transparent. So, again, a good one. Trust your girl. I'm not having no, uh, what am I saying? I'm not having no riffraff on my show. <laughs> All right. When we get back, we got more Black Green News for you. Uh, keep it locked. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and I went to my first Congressional Black Caucus this <laughs> week. Well, last week, I should say, in D.C. So the Congressional Black Caucus basically meets every year, and it's where fancy blacks descend into district <laughs> into the District of Columbia. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's comprised of individuals that serve in Congress, Um, Mm -hmm. and also folks that are a part of their cabinets, like folks that are a part of the administration, et cetera, and all over the nation coming together to talk about policy, legislation and whatnot. So like during the day they have like panels and Mm -hmm. sessions, et cetera. But at night, Henny is, it's a party. It's, it's a party. It's a party. I mean, it feels, it feels like a Tom Joyner cruise (laughs) in DC. (laughs) I'm like, it's giving homecoming. It's very much adult black homecoming. That's exactly what it is. With suits. There's outfits, outfits, outfits. Okay. And the folks are hollering. The, the the folks are really trying to holler. It was my first time outside. I was not prepared for the men's to be trying to holler at me. Um, I will say that it was something that was really cool was I just didn't realize how many folks in that sector and space like knew about my work and 
were curious about my work and supported my work and like felt like my opinion was was valid and that they wanted to know about how I felt about the stuff they were doing. Um, but shout out to Representative Jasmine Crockett, because she is who brought me out of there. Uh, hey, sorry, she's who brought me out there and had me moderate a panel with um, with basically like young black leaders. Um, and it was really cool to get to talk to like the youngest Lieutenant governor in the nation is a 33 year old from Pennsylvania. So shout out to Pennsylvania. Um, then, uh, there was also like the mayor of long beach and, uh, the County attorney of Texas and, uh, a brother who's a part of the special, uh, the small business agency. So I learned a lot in the panel, but I feel like they also learned a lot because shout out to Jasmine. She did not hold me back. She cool. was like, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> ask whatever you want to ask. <laughs> like, what you asking? I to, um, I mean, one of the questions I asked was just like, what is a, what is something that you feel like is an obstacle from what you're trying to do mm-hmm. that you, uh, have to face? And like, what are you doing to work around it? And the mayor from Long Beach like was really quick to answer. And then when he was done with his answer, I was like, okay, so you're, so what you're saying, okay. So what you're saying is, and then I realized like, I don't know what this man is saying. And before I could say it, he was like, man, yeah, I didn't really answer the question. Did I? No, Mm -mm. you didn't, you didn't answer the question. And so I was like, uh, yeah. So then people were laughing because I got in there. Then we were talking about just the reality that, one of the answers was, you know, people don't really know like what we're doing. Like people say that we need more Kamala, but they don't understand that Kamala's doing stuff. And I was like, but the real, the real reason for that is because y'all do not communicate to the audience that you need to hear. Um, right. We're in a bubble here in this DC congressional black caucus with a bunch of people who care about this, but the people that mm-hmm. we need to like raise awareness with and who we want to break apathy with, like they're not here, they don't care about this and they're not getting your messaging. So there was that, um, there was also a moment that. where the, the, the brother from Long Beach was like, you know, we got to build coalition and, you know, we got to work with the other communities. And sometimes, you know, that makes our community upset. And I said, well, I got to ask what I know everybody in here want to ask, which is, <laughs> well, how do you make sure that they look out when it's time to hit back? That part. <laughs> Again, never answered the question. Uh, <laughs> but he saw me later at a brunch and was like, so what I do is, and I was like, well, that's what you needed to do on the damn, uh, on the damn stage. They probably haven't uh, been my, challenged to answer these questions either, though. They're probably used to exactly. like this softball questions like, so how, what is it like being a mayor? So how do you press your hair? Right. Right. Um, but I did see Byron Donalds, the uh, the coon from Florida, who will be definitely running behind DeSantis. And he he crossed a space to come and like meet me and say hi to Jasmine and the sisters that she was with. He comes down the line shaking their hand and they all shaking their hand, his hand like... If I have to, like, I feel like they shook his hand because they were Christian. Like, that's why they shook his hand. They were just like, what would Jesus do? Um, But he got to me and I just kept my, I just kept my arms crossed. Cause I don't even know why he was there. And he was like, oh, it's like that sis. Cause I was like, I had my arms crossed. I was like, I can't even do it, bro. I can't even do it. And he was like, what's well, like that sis. I say, yeah. I mean, if you could sleep at night, I don't know why you even care what I think. And he was like, oh, wow. That's valid. <laughs> And walked off. So anyways, it was very dope. It was very cool. It was very inspiring. And it definitely got me thinking about some steps I'm going to take in the future to help be a part of 
you know, helping our community get back into the legislative um, mindset of things. Uh, so shout out to Jasmine Crocker for bringing me out. And you all will see more content about this on my YouTube, Amanda Seals TV with Amanda on the Move, my vlog series. We got more show for you when we get back. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And um, nearly one year after takeoff was shot and killed, we, we just actually talked about D.C. and, you know, the mm-hmm. representatives and the Congressional Black Caucus. And Quavo was actually on Capitol Hill this week advocating for, for gun reform with um, House Democratic leaders Hakeem Jeffries, Senator Cory Booker, representatives Lucy McBath, Stephen Horsford, and several others before going to the White House to put pressure on lawmakers to act. Let's hear Quavo talk. And I know a lot of people out there that lost their loved ones to gun violence, and I think ain't nothing getting done about it. I'm a survivor. I was there. So at the same time, it could have been both of us gone. So I look at this as me being alive. I have to do this job and make sure everybody aware that losing my nephew, you can lose, you could be in the same position. I think all of us together is like, is the key, and we need help from this big old building right here. I love people who are themselves (laughs) wherever they are. Of course, he's referring to his nephew, Takeoff, who was an innocent bystander at 810 Billiards and Bowling in Houston when he was shot multiple times and was pronounced dead on the scene. Um, This was a year ago. Um, So, so, okay. Jeremiah, what are the internet streets saying about this? Well, you know, people people can't ever be pleased, first of all. So, you know, he posted about going to the White House um, and just going to Congress and speaking about gun violence. And a lot of people in the comments were really just like, oh, how are you going to go up there and speak about gun violence when you make music that promotes violence and things like that? And really just on his head about being at the White House, doing something positive because the music, I guess, isn't positive in their minds. You know, here's the thing. It's like, it's one thing to be like, oh, this is hypocritical. But at the end of the day, there's like, there's no wrong reason to do right. Exactly. Um, and he seems like he really I also cares feel about like, this. Well, you could, he has a whole foundation that's dedicated to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, his foundation, uh, the Rocket Foundation creates community-based solutions that combat gun violence. And he's pledging $2 million in the fight against guns. Let's I mean, the reality is that when we talk about gun violence and we talk about gun laws, the truth is, is that there is no regulation enough mm-hmm. to where people can feel comfortable. And if he's in a song talking about like my gun go blow, skirt, skirt, that doesn't mean <laughs> that he's supporting the fact that there aren't um, regulations in place that can be helpful mm-hmm. in curtailing these severe amount of mass shootings that go on, especially within schools. Right. So mm-hmm. there's that. Also, I just want to say, like, you can you should be able to protect your art while still urging for legislation to protect the people. Right. (laughs) Like, you should be able to do both. So, you know, I love that he's using his platform in this way. And um, if he wasn't, then y'all wouldn't have anything to say because you'd be like, see, it's just another brother just Mm -hmm. out here doing whatever. Mm -hmm. They never please. (laughs) They never please. That's why you can't do it for them. You got to do it for you, for your heart. (laughs) So there's that. So shout out to Quavo. I've always liked him. And I think this is a great thing that he did and that he's going to keep doing with his foundation. That's it for Black Hero News. Uh, What are your thoughts? Do you feel like this is something he should have just sat quiet on because he makes raps that reference gun violence? Hit me up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. 1-855-AMANDA-8. Coming up, we got the Big Up Let Down. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. 
It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. Big Up, Big Up, Letdown. Big Up, Big Up, Letdown. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and it is time for the Big Up, Big Up. Okay, so we got two big ups. First, we just okay. talked about Quavo going to the White mm-hmm. House, um, but I also want to give a big up to Offset doing a 24-hour live stream with uh, <laughs> Kai Sinat, who is like, I think I might even be pronouncing his name wrong, but if you have not seen clips from this live stream, y'all have not gotten your life because you know who did get their life? Offset. Yeah. Oh. It was just <laughs> such, No, I mean, I got my life, but Offset, I, I, Offset was Offset, okay? Like, he, it was, it was so beautiful just to watch, like, brothers just having mm-hmm. good, clean fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dancing, just, uh, you know, talking, <laughs> talking to Cardi on speaker, <laughs> like, sharing snacks, and Offset uh, apparently texted Kai after and said, you know, that was the funnest thing I've done in, like, a very, very long time. My life is oh. often just so, so serious, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to, like, come and actually enjoy myself and just be, have, just be you know, like at peace. It was, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like, look for the clips. Uh, Embracing Back Culture on Instagram had a really good slideshow, and every clip makes you just beam because you're just like, look at this black boy joy. Look at this black boy joy. And when I say boy, I'm not saying it the way that Joe Biden said it when he was referring to LL Cool J. All right. Shout out to also Taylor Swift, who also gets a big up because last week, Tuesday, was National Voter Registration Day, and she posted mm-hmm. a message about voting on her Instagram story, calling for her fans to register and over 35,000 people registered. Now I'm not sure if she had like a code or something. That's how they were able to clock it. But vote.org attributes the large number to her Taylor Swift's IG to her IG story, because I guess she remote, she promoted vote.org. So I mean, we did too. So maybe that was some of us. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, I don't know like (laughs) if there was like something that I missed, but shout out to the Swifties. All right. Hopefully you'll be moving swiftly to vote progressively in the state, local, and national elections coming your way. Mm-hmm. Today's... Let down. Okay. Nicki Minaj's husband, Kenneth Perry, was put on petty. home detention. <laughs> what did I say? Perry? Oh, petty, sorry. Yeah. He was put on home detention for up to tw- 120 days because he threatened Offset, who just got our big up on social media. So here's the thing. I just feel like if you really on some thugness... Like, if you really still like just wanted to really live your whole, like, I'm a, I'm a real life, you should just not go on Instagram live. Like, just don't go on live. You see, Offset went on live when he was at a sleepover, hanging mm-hmm. out, dancing. Kenneth Petty went on live with his friends, and apparently they was just, you know, talking out the mouth, and they threatened Offset's life, and... Well, apparently, actually, man, they actually posted a video, not live. So he <gasps> recorded the video, then posted the video. Oh, see, dang. That's, that's even more sense. thoughtless. Like, you really yeah. thought. But the other thing is, like, folks really be thinking it's not going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. And Cardi, I'm sure, was like, oh, for real? Oh, for real? Watch this. <laughs> so, you know, Petty has been convicted of a, quite a few things. Like, he's not he's not really, like, the model citizen. He's been He's been convicted of attempted rape. He's been convicted of attempted murder. He served two stints in prison. In 2022, he was sentenced to three years probation after he failed to register as a sex offender in California. So it's just like, you know, like, stay off the internets. 
you know, focus on focus on your future, focus on the kids, and 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 that should be what you're going to be doing for the next 120 days because you're in the house. That's gonna get let down. All right, one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Thanks for listening. Remember, if you miss anything, you can check out our daily podcasts available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's mm-hmm. uh, head on to the phone lines. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Hey, who is this? Hey, Amanda and Jeremiah, like the Bible. This is Tyree calling in from Houston, Texas. I'm calling to comment on your Gen Xers make horrible grandparents and aunties section. Um, I'm originally from California and I moved to Texas about 10 years ago. My grandmother, I, God bless her soul, she just passed away recently. Um, I spent every summer at my grandmother's house. I have so many great memories. And even after I moved to Texas, I spoke to her like, every single week we had a great relationship my problem is that my parents have no relationship with my daughter she's almost five um my mother speaks to her almost every almost every day for a few minutes we talk on facetime but they have zero effort to call to actually speak to her um or even to visit uh it seems like everything's just up to me as far as coming out there to visit or to be on the phone to try to help make that connection um this is something i've spoken to my parents before about but it just gets frustrating i feel like narcissism is like a real common thread throughout like the parents of the baby boomer gen- generation. I do. I do. Like, I feel like, what, cause like, that's what she's, you know, it's this idea of like, nah, like I'm in the, like, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. Like, it's, it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like so many parents, particularly like moms of that generation feel like they, they didn't get something, they didn't get what they deserved. And so they're like constantly in a place of like, I'm, I'm owed, I'm owed, I'm owed, I'm owed. Okay. And it kind of can it just feels like it can get in the in the way of like yeah but like i don't owe you like you know like we are one Mm -hmm. um i didn't do you dirty and i you know i didn't benefit off of your family's ownership of slaves um (laughs) fair that's true so it's like why why are you treating me like i owe you reparations (laughs) like that's what I feel like these parents really be on a lot of times. And well, you like, said last week about the idea that, you know, before, like, when you turn, like, 50 or 60, it was, like, Golden Girls. <laughs> you like, oh, now right. the grandmamas be at the hookah bar. They be out with, they be out with the, with, the, with, the, uh, with the young folks. They like, I can't watch your baby. I can't babysit over the summer. I'm going to cruise. I'm going to time during a cruise. I'm not available to watch your child. <laughs> I mean, like, I really try and think, like, if I did have a kid, like, would my mom have been, like, babysitting? And I just don't think she would have. And I don't think it would be based on, like, that she was at the hookah bar. I just think she would have been like, yeah, I did this mm-hmm. already. I'm good. That's the thing, too. It's a big thing people say. Like, baby. like she'll come and be like, hey, baby. And it's like, okay, move along. I will say this. I think there is also within my generation, like, younger people with kids, sometimes older people feel like... The, the young parents don't want a parent. They want the, the grandparent, the, the parent, and they so they can run out and be with their friends. It's like, well, no, you have a baby now. You can't be out in the street. You got to take care of your baby. Right. I'm here to I assist. did my job. Now I'm out <laughs> running yeah, the right. streets. So I think that's sometimes part of the friction that they have. 
That's my kind of The other part of it, though, is the reality that a lot of us like to haze folks coming up behind us. And mm-hmm. if we didn't get mm-hmm. something, we want the other people to have to go through it, right? That's so true. I think it's very fair that a lot of parents from that era would say that, damn, I wish I had had a break. I wish mm-hmm. I had had a chance to still, you know, enjoy some of my life outside of being a parent because I would have been mm-hmm. able to be more full when I came home to parent. And so it's like there's a certain level of awareness of that that I see in the parents who do right. say, like, let me help you and hold the baby down so that y'all can go on a date, right? Or so that right. y'all can... Or so that you can go like on a little trip real quick just to rejuvenate, etc. This parenting thing is very hard, which is why I don't want to do it. Because I be seeing it and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I got it. Good for y'all. Yes. Better you than me. Better you than me. Uh, speaking of parenting, we got Bambi from Love and Hip Hop joining us for Small Doses podcast this week. She is a newly single mother of three. And she's talking about how her divorce uh, has impacted that and, you know, just kind of how she's navigating it. So make sure you check that out. We're actually going to have her a clip from that episode next up in the uh well next hour right here in the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up we ain't nobody's fool no we shaking up the system rewrite unwritten rules we speak the world all this time we shine Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Happy Monday. Today Happy is Monday. National One Hit Wonder Day. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my least favorite songs of all time is a one hit wonder. Because I was out. Which is. <laughs> and I mean, they were playing it. And I was just like, why, why do y'all plague me with this record? Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Um, some other one hit wonders. Adina Howard, Freak Like Me. Great song. You know, people call people call Sunshine Anderson a one hit wonder for Heard It All Before, but I actually liked her second record even more. Um, what was it? We could do lunch. <laughs> if I'm who you want, I see in your life. Okay, okay. If we can do lunch. We can do lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or dinner sometime. Speaking you of know that, what? the same, the same ring as heard out before though. It was cute though. I know, I know. Come home late. I see you barely beat the sun. That was a vocal styling that was happening because the other one is Blue Cantrell. Oh, I'm singing, I was rolling up, screaming, up and Never liked that song. Uh, but to me, the number one one hit wonder for black folks of all time is Baby Got Back. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I will always say, I will always bring up that when I was hosting Best One Hit Wonders uh, for VH1 back in the day, we had uh, a clip from Baby Got Back's creator, Sir Mix a Lot. And he was like, you know, some people feel offended by the term one hit wonder. And he's like, you know how hard it is to get a hit? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> he was day- like, if you just get one, you still beat the odds. So he was like, if, if I'm anywhere, anytime, they are going to ask me. No, TJ. So our executive producer just put, well, he had my posse's on Broadway. Now, my posse's on Broadway is not anywhere near the level of hit of, of Baby Got Back. And he wasn't even talking about Broadway in New York. He was talking about Broadway in Seattle because he's from Seattle. Really? He doesn't yes. give Seattle. Yes, he is. Okay. 
Interesting. <laughs> there you go. Stay connected with us 24-7 on socials at Seal Said It. And you can also get into our group chat topic of the week. This week, we're talking about being back out in these streets. What are some experiences that, like, shocked you when you were newly single and back in the game? Because I've had a few. I didn't know that they was really out here just sending willy pics all willy-nilly. Didn't Ooh. know. I didn't, I didn't know that that was just a casual casual share but apparently it, it is for some and your girl you was like oh <laughs> yep 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 so anyways i would love to hear your stories 1-855-MANDA-8 that's 1-855-262-6328 we'll be right back it's time to listen laugh and learn it's the amanda seal show This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. It's time for some more Black Eared News. And there's an online debate going on about the kids failing. A seventh grade teacher went viral when they posted a message saying students are not performing on their grade level. Let's listen. No, y'all, can we talk about it? Can we please talk about it? Let's take a moment to discuss. Let's take a moment to debrief. Let's take a moment to unpack. So I'm not really understanding why they're not telling y'all. Like, we all know that the world is behind, like, you know, globally, like, you know, because of the pandemic and stuff. But I don't understand why they're not stressing to y'all how bad it is. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny, but these kids are... I'm going to just say this. I teach seventh grade. They are still performing on the fourth grade level. I don't care how you flip it, turn it, swing it, swing it, swindle it. They still performing on the fourth grade level. Ain't nobody talking about how they just keep moving, passing them on. They just keep passing them on, 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 passing them on. I can put as many zeros in this grade book as I want to. They're going to move that child to the eighth grade next year. Ain't nobody talking about that. Why they not talking about that? Why they not telling y'all that y'all... And why don't y'all know that y'all kids not performing on their grade level? Why y'all don't know this? Why y'all don't know? Talk about it. Let's unpack. Because y'all be quick to talk about, oh, the teacher this, the teacher this, the teacher. It's your job, it's your job. I have a lot of thoughts about this. Okay. Um, first, I would just like to hear from you as a fellow teacher. Do you agree with what he's saying that like they'll just push kids through like there's not really like a not a lot of attention within the school system itself? Yes, I have. I, I feel like that's the thing, like especially with um, even people who were commenting on the video, the idea of like since no child left behind, like the whole premise of that was pushing kids along. So students, so students wouldn't fail and schools wouldn't fail and districts don't fail. Cause you know, a lot of it also, I mean, it's tied to the money. You have failing schools, you ain't getting that money. Like, you Oh yeah, get. yeah, yeah. So a lot right, of times right. it's, it's always the even, money. The Atlanta, uh, what was it? The Atlanta um, testing scandal is a big part of that too. Like the failing schools and teachers changing grades. Cause it's all about optics yeah. and people looking like we're performing better than we actually are. And our kids often suffer because of that. Well, I was going to speak my piece because um, I'd be having pieces to speak, but then I remembered that we have somebody that actually has children on the show. So Supreme DJ Supreme, our engineer, <laughs> I would love to hear from you. Like, how much on a scale of zero to 100? So like percentage wise, how much do you feel like it's your responsibility to make sure to keep your children are educated and how much is it the teachers? 100% the parents. <laughs> there was only one right answer. <laughs> that was a trick. <laughs> That's a good father right there. So why do you say that? Um, because it's your child. Like you can't depend on anyone else to raise your child other than yourself. And 
being able to stay on the teachers and, you know, stay on your child to make sure that they're learning what they need to learn to function as an adult is really essentially the only job of a parent. Listen, I agree. Um, I just think it's very odd to me that people will be like, well, if the teacher didn't do their job, then that's their fault. And it's like the person that's sacrificed here is the kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really can't even add anything else onto that because it's just amazing how people seem to spread accountability when you're the only person that yes. is responsible for this child. Like it's, it's also a maturity thing. I think that's more so when you're a parent, a younger parent, and you don't even realize the, the, the leap you've taken into parenthood. That's the other reality. It's like, it does take a village, right? It does take a village, yeah, but right. mm-hmm. you, you, but, but the village got huts. <laughs> and that baby coming home to your hut <laughs> okay true. and when the baby come home to your hut what's going on in your hut is going to determine how the baby exists out in the uh, in the vi- world of the village i will tell you i was educated from sun up to sundown every day like there was always some type of educating going on i feel like when i woke up I was watching some type of Sesame Street or mm-hmm. uh, Fraggle Rock or even Gummy Bears, like some type of children's programming that yes. was enriching, right? Uh, gummy Bears. Okay. I remember then, that. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> he was there. Dancing cares away. It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. But then it was like, okay, I went to school. Great. After school, I still had to do my homework after school. And then sometimes my mom would like... Like it was there, like, like let's everything that we just learned, like, let's not wait till I get home to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing it now. Right. Then I would get home and my mom, uh, when I went to sleep, my mom would not only read me a story, she would also quiz me on stuff. So she had this book called the student's companion and she would quiz me on like what, like the different um, names for the babies of different animals. Like a kangaroo is a Joey, you know, um, a baby lamb is a, uh, what's it? What is it? Uh, no, baby goat is a Billy goat. Uh, I mean, is a, what? Wait, I don't remember these things anymore, but that's not because of my mom. That's just come on. <laughs> Wait a minute. You messing up the point now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because at the time, listen, those are the questions that were on the gifted exam. So when I went and tested for gifted, I already knew this stuff because my mom had been testing me on this stuff. So I just say all that to say, parents, stop putting it on teachers. If you don't like the way your teacher is teaching the child, report them. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have to teach your child. Right. And that's all I got to say about that. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. It is time for Black Eric News. Speak. Okay, we got to get real Black Eric, Black, Black, Black for this one. Okay. Because after Coach Deion Sanders, um, Colorado Buffalo experienced their first loss of the season, their reaction has not been nice. And it's it, it's feeling, it's it's feeling real. <laughs> Uh, racisty. Okay, like it feels like it's it's definitely got sprinkles of racism over the top of it. Listen, check this out. Deion Sanders is a nightmare for the football establishment. This man represents everything they don't want to go up against. Let's go ahead and define who is they. They is the coaches that he's coaching against and the media. Why don't they like him? 
Well, it's because he's vocal. It's because he's confident and he wants his players to have fun. I mean, this guy is cool. He's dapper. He's a great coach. He'll lift you up, but he's also going to hold you accountable. You know how long they have told us that you can't have it both ways? As a coach, you can't be cool and be great. Coach Prime don't care about that. Coach Prime is coaching his team. He doesn't want the kid that just wants the bag. He wants the kid that wants to get better. And he's letting them know that it's not about any. It's about NFL. And if you make those plays, the bag and the money will follow. He is making college football adjust to him. Coach Prime is not a spectacle, ladies and gentlemen. He is primed to win. Listen, now that right there, that was a great, nice (laughs) comment. But the truth is, is that the people though don't sound like that and that's what he's talking about like they're really trying to like make it about like oh he's too cocky but we know that Mm -hmm. that's more so like how dare this black man be cocky right Uh, Right. when I'm seeing a, 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 a mascot beating up a TV that says primetime like that's what y all doing Oregon like y'all made a prop people live a damn prop but you know what it made me think back to the tea party and when Obama was elected and they were burning effigies of Obama and they had like Mm -hmm. nooses around like uh, dummies that they had painted to look like Obama like it's not as fun and lighthearted as you think like they really do feel these feelings and just seeing how jovial they were in this man's loss like it's not and it's not about the team right it's about they're like he how dare he? I'm so glad. I saw a tweet that was like, I'm so glad they, and you're just like, you all are seriously psychotic. Oregon, uh, there was, yeah, that's what it was. Oregon's, Oregon is taking a stand for all of us. Who's us? <laughs> all the The people that couldn't get that W. I hate his persona. You don't, what does that have to do with anything? Your team is playing his team. These are, that's what's happening. A college team is playing another college team. You hate his persona? Listen, all I got to say is keep on doing what you're doing, Coach Prime. And shout out to you and your children and the team. And, you know, we're going to still cheer you on because what you're doing is unprecedented. People like right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We're going to talk about small doses when we get back because we had Bambi on talking about side effects of divorce. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. And uh, we're going to jump into this week's small doses podcast feature. So y'all know I do my podcast, Small Doses, here at the Radio One Podcast Network. And this week we had Bambi from Love and Hip Hop. Joining us, I'm talking like this because this is how Bambi talks. So <laughs> let's take a listen to what Bambi had to say. Recited. Did you all ever go to couples therapy? We started therapy maybe like three months before um, I filed for divorce, and it was actually going pretty good. Or I thought. What did you like about it? I liked the fact that it was just like a a space where we could hear each other, mm-hmm. opposed to we needed a mediator in between us when we would have conversation. I'm very gentle with anybody in my life. 
life, like friends, family, anybody that I talk to, I'm very calm. And he just couldn't receive that. Interesting. He could not. You know what? That is a common trope. I've experienced really? this. Yes. I, did, I didn't think that. That is a common thing. Listen, um, a lot of people have said they were surprised by this episode. Really? What surprised them? A number of things. I mean, people were like, you know, I feel like Bambi doesn't really get shown in this kind of light on the show. Like she kind of gets picked on um, and that she's kind okay. of like, like, like her character's kind of positioned as like a, uh, like a mean like girl, a, maybe like a villain in the show. Yeah, because I guess because she came in on the heels of like Scrappy and Erica breaking up or something. And so there's kind of this idea that like she somehow has something to do. I don't know. She was she's I can lovely. See that. She was lovely. I, I could see that because I guess also, I mean, I haven't watched Love Hip Hop in so long, but that's how I know her. Um, but even like seeing her in person during the recording, I'm like, oh, my perception of you is different. Like seeing you talk about this and like, because it. Sometimes reality starts to be very like about like the spectacle, if that makes sense. But she was really like just yeah. grounded and it felt like real and transparent versus like, I'm on a reality show and I'm going to divorce. Let's talk about it. It wasn't sensational. That's the word. Well, you know, reality shows are fake. So, and they're right. not real actors. So you're just seeing bad acting and it's a soap opera. It's just literally mm-hmm. a soap opera. And soap operas have always been over dramatic. And meant to elicit a reaction based on, like you said, the sensationalism of it all. So that is essentially what <laughs> we're watching. So when she came to Small Doses, I guess people thought she was going to be on that. It's like, I'm not on TV right now. It's the same way that people be like expecting me to be like yelling into the mic all the time. It's like, I'm, we're here all day. But some folks carry that into the real world though. They're like, well, I, no. So when person? I was on the real, <laughs> when I was on the real, um, who's the gone with the wind fabulous one? Kenya, Kenya Moore. She came to the show and she was giving all of that, and I just oh, didn't have really? any energy for it. And they was they, <laughs> you know, folks was like, Amanda Seals is so rude. I was like, I guess I'm gonna be rude because I just don't. I, I'm not gonna play into this little performance right here. I ain't got time for that. They didn't pay mm-hmm. me enough for that. I mean, they didn't pay me enough for anything, but definitely not that. Um, yeah. So check out this episode. I think it's really good, especially people who are going through a divorce, who have been through a divorce. Mm -hmm. The the people have said that this really spoke to them. They felt very seen. They felt very affirmed. You know, that she kind of spoke to things that they've been trying to figure out in their their own minds. So check it out. Sorry. So check it out on YouTube and Amanda Seals TV. And you can also uh, watch, uh, listen to it wherever you get your podcast. I think as of right now, like it's at like 30,000 views or something like that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, join a number. I think that's um, that's dope. I'm proud of us. <laughs> 31,000 views. That, proud of us, BNB. We did it. We did it. And just a side note, she came on the show two days after that whole fight at the club. She gonna text <laughs> me talking part. about, hey, just checking in that we're still good for the show. Are we still good for the show? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to BNB, y'all. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seals Show, everybody. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. And I am going to go to the phone lines. Let's do this. one 855 amanda 8 That's one 262 6328 This is Courtney in Metro Atlanta calling about the divorce failure question. Uh, I have been divorced 
uh, it'll actually be 10 years this year. Um, and initially, when I was going through the divorce process, I did see it as a, as a failure. Uh, but then over time and with therapy, I realized I had given all that I could give. I had done all that I could do. So it absolutely was not a failure. Um, I now mm -hmm. see it as <laughs> a moment of growth. And uh, in those 10 years, I have had two serious relationships that I thought could turn into marriage and those didn't work out either. And you know, that's okay. What is for me will not pass me by. And I am absolutely open for the idea of being married again, only if um, it's the right situation. Okay, Courtney. All right. I get it. Only if it's the right situation. She said twice it was the wrong situation. <laughs> well, now mm -hmm. she knows. She's like, I'm not about to rush down this aisle. I, I'd have been divorced. I'm not trying to go through that no, again. no. I wonder, we talked it. about uh, Bambi last break because she was on small doses. You asked her about like, has she been a couple's therapy with little Scrappy? I wonder if they did like premarital counseling, like before they actually got married. Because I think sometimes too, that'll show a lot right. of red flags. Like, oh, well maybe we need to <laughs> slow down real quick. You know, the reality is too, like, even if they did go to counseling, it's like, that's not a, that's not like a, a catch-all. Like you can go to therapy. That's true. And it's and in therapy, find out, oh, wow, we really are not mm -hmm. <laughs> compatible. Or you go to therapy and you're like, oh, wow, you're really not dedicated to this the way I am, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So listen, I saw somebody in the comments on the YouTube page say, you know, I just feel like she didn't fight enough uh, for her relationship and she <laughs> left him too soon. If you don't sit your <laughs> not in their relationship, but down. <laughs> right. I hate when people are also like, oh, y'all need to get back together. Y'all need to work it out. You don't know that. Don't work it out for me. Don't you do it for me. You weren't there. <laughs> the best you can wish people is love and light and that the decision uh -huh. was made in the best of um, intentions. That's mm -hmm. it. That's it. Stop telling people to get back together who broke up because I've been dealing with that too. Y'all was cute. I really liked y'all as a couple. You literally only knew us from photos and like short videos. So maybe I should be models then because y'all cute. Maybe that's the... <laughs> y'all should do a photo spread. I just feel like, you know, it, it's it's just keep it, keep it, just keep it cute. You know, you just hit people with a, I hope it's for the best. And then you let them answer. But there's that. We'll be right back, y'all. We got more show for you. Don't go anywhere. We're listening, laughing, and learning here at the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. show i'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist amanda seals i just want to tell you i cracked open a bag of candy corn my first of the season at the beginning of this show and boy so delicious so they even, even match my hat today like i inadvertently oh, put on a hat that's the same colors of a candy corn so and the shirt you know, shout out to kinda. me shout out to me it's all together. um all right it's time to listen laugh and learn because we got the word of the day all this right. is a word that I do not know and I've never heard before. 
The word is lionize, which sounds okay. like the name of a rapper, but it would be spelled L I O N E Y E Z. I was like, eyes, the actual eyes. Um, and then they would have a tattoo of lion eyes between their boobs, like Eve had the two paw prints. Oh, you know, somebody actually had it. They're writing that down. They would drop an album this, this quarter. <laughs> and if it's a dude, <laughs> They okay. would have the lion eyes like tattooed on their neck. Oh, that's on brand. If they love a neck tattoo. Mm-hmm. Okay, lion eyes. Root word is lion. <laughs> <laughs> so we know lions would be the king of the jungle. Lions are very oh my lions gosh. are also Leo. This method never works for you. Try something else. Um okay, well lot. This method thing. never works. You always be like, <laughs> okay, the word in the word is it's like this has nothing to do with it. I, I, I mean, I feel like it means to like to embolden somebody or to give them, I guess to put a battery in somebody's back, maybe to lionize them, to get them started. Oh, that sounds like batteries. Okay. Um, my thought was that it's to legitimize something, like to get it validated. And I was kind okay. of in the ballpark to lionize someone is to treat them as a person of great interest or importance. So while okay. I was at the Congressional Black Caucus, I was it was really good for my self-esteem because folks were very uh, effusive in lionizing me while there. By the way, I also did my first press conference uh, with the <laughs> okay. I've never I've never done that before. Like I've done press, but I've never done like a press conference with the podium and then the press is right. all in front of you and then you got to talk. And I did a um uh basically it was a press conference of solidarity with the hip hop caucus around cop city. And then Kendrick, um, Samson was there, you know, my co-star mm-hmm. from insecure, uh, Linda Sarsour from until freedom was there. Um, the brother who is the head of the one we all, not when we all vote because voters matter. I mean, black voters matter was there as well as, um, Reverend Yearwood from hip hop caucus. And we were just, uh, basically talking about the, Efforts that need to be done to challenge Cop City in Atlanta. And in true internet fashion, somebody was like, I mean, is she even from Atlanta? Oh my goodness, I can't stand y'all. What do we got coming up this hour? <laughs> we gotta talk about politicians because they always say the darndest things in our edition of politicians say the darndest things. Also, 60 second headlines and the big up let down. We got two big ups, y'all. So stay locked in to find out who gets the two of them. There we go. Keep it like right here. If you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Just search The Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back with politicians saying the darndest things. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to The Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it is time for... Politicians say the smartest things. All right. All right. So today we got to talk about Representative Doug LaMalfa, 63, when he was loud and wrong, when he was talking to Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg about climate change being real. <laughs> Let's take a listen. Oh my gosh. You don't know the percentage of atmospheric gases. You don't know the percentage of the atmosphere. What I can tell you is that climate change is real. We got to do something about it. <laughs> yeah, this one's and called been... Autumn, sir. So I'm sorry? This one's called Autumn right now, so yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't make out what you said, sir. This climate change right now is called Autumn, Yes. Yeah, that's that's the seasons changing, which mm-hmm. respectively is not the same thing as the climate changing. And as somebody who is hoping to retire in the 2050s and who has kids who will be old enough to ask me as they're getting to their 30s, whether we did enough to deal with climate change or whether we just did what was convenient, 
I take that really seriously. Reclaiming my time. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. The trillions and trillions we're going to cost our kids to chase a tiny percentage of CO2 will bankrupt all of us, unbankrupt our economy, and ship it to China for all the other reasons. So I yield back, Mr. The gentleman's time is expired. The chair now recognizes the gentleman from California, Mr. Huffman. Mr. Secretary, it's good to see you. You can see that I... I serve here in Congress with some of the greatest minds of the 19th century. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> That's that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard really? said. I mean, we've heard a lot of dumb things, but that That's not right. You know where favorite. the dumbness of that comes from? It comes from what? his indignance. Like mm-hmm. his willingness to repeat it several times and then have the mm-hmm. nerve to enunciate like, like, like Buttigieg didn't get it. Right. He was trying to like, say, he was like, can, can you say it one more time? Like, can you he, repeat it? Like, do you hear, like, do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? But then he man came said, back autumn. with, he announced, he pronounced the M and the N. Then he came autumn. back with the, my time, reclaim my time to say something else even more stupid. It was like, you could have kept the time. You mm-hmm. didn't, we, no. It's going to say, it's going to make us lose trillions of dollars. China. They love China. They love talking about China as if we don't already got mad stuff being made from China. <laughs> Facts. I'm like, as if they're not making money. Like, them fools be the ones invested in China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you that. know, Representative Jasmine Crockett from Dallas, she was on the um, podcast and she's going to, her episode is going to air shortly. And she was talking about how these folks, they be talking like this just to get on TV. Because she said that you have to travel internationally with these with delegations. And she was like, when we mm-hmm. traveled that Nash internationally, she said America's the only place that denies climate change. Everywhere else is like, oh yeah, we may not be doing nothing about it, but like it's real. <laughs> right. Right. And she said when they're in those rooms, them Americans who be talking like this, they do not talk like that. They do not really? deny climate change in those rooms. They do not say nonsense like this to those people when they're overseas. And I thought that was wildly telling she was like no they say this like stuff like this because it's a, like something that's been touted to their voter base and so they just play into it because they know that their voter base is ignorant and so they right. play the ignorance that's, and that's, that's that. sad that's actually it's very sad incredibly sad and just and honestly duplicitous um because I it mean, really is your, working from a place of like of mental manipulation one of your, I think, best podcast episodes this year was the one about climate change. Um, yes, had, with uh, Celine Right, and she kind of broke it down. And she, I mean, she's definitely talking about like fast fashion and things like that through that lens and corporations. But just the conversation really helped me understand like climate change on a macro scale outside of how we kind of just talk about it like oh this climate change <laughs> the world change you know just talking about the global south and like what that is and like how that relates to you know the western like countries that are the ones that go into everybody else's country and mess it up etc mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting so if you haven't checked that episode of small doses out make sure you do side effects of climate change with Celine Simon of the slow factory all right we got more show for you coming up next don't go anywhere the Amanda Seal show we we up, we up. All right, y'all, we're going to get on out of here. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And uh, what did we talk about today on the show? We talked about a lot. We talked about the online debate that's been sparking around why our kids, why the students are falling behind in schools. We also talked about Quavo going to Capitol Hill to advocate for gun violence and gun reform. 
we had to talk about Coach Deion Sanders and the hate he's been getting because it's getting a little racist out here, y'all. We don't like it. We don't like it. You also shared your experience being with the, you know, political black folks <laughs> um, up on Capitol Hill this, mm-hmm. this past week, which we love to hear, you know, political homecoming, as I like to call it. Yes. Congressional Black Caucus is definitely political homecoming. All right. You can stay connected with us on social media at Seal Set It. Give us a call, 1-855-MANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Coming up on Tuesday's show, we're going to have all your black written news. Uber Eats will soon be accepting food stamps. We're going to talk about what university is giving student debt. Uh, Plus, I'm going to talk about some black around the world stuff. So got to talk about the global black diaspora. All right. We've got the big up, let down, 60 second headlines and politicians say the darndest things. All that is coming up on Tuesday's show. So make sure you keep it locked. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.